Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky Rhett back with you here on a Monday as we look back at a, a really wild week of games here. Uh, Buck, first of all, I want to kick it over to you as we get started. Uh, congratulations to you and your Granada Hills program. You guys made it to the state championship game. Came up just a tiny bit short, uh, but what a season for you and your crew. So before we get into these NFL games, man, big congrats. Nice work, Coach Brooks. Uh, thanks. Thanks, guys. It was a, it, look, it was a great run. Uh, we ran into a better team. Sam Moran was a very talented team, a very uh, well-coached, disciplined team, and they, they put it on us as they should. But it was a great experience for our guys. We got a chance to go up there, play in a raucous environment. They really uh, provided the hospitality. And so one of the things that we talk about, they're no losses, they're just lessons. And so we learned some good lessons on that day. But it was a great run for the football team. Really excited about what's to come because I think we'll get bigger and better going on. Building a dynasty out there at Granada Hills. Uh, I love it. And I, I'm telling you, the, the way that you guys got to this point of the season, I think some NFL coaches and play callers ought to take a couple of pages out of the old Bucky Brooks playbook. I got uh, some guys out there getting a bit too creative out there, it seems like, Bucky. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while. <clears throat> Browns. 
<laughs> I, I, I have nice tees. Nice tees there, Rhett. Nicely done. Uh, all right, let's stay in the Bay Area where Bucky was with our first game here because it was Tom Brady returning home uh, to take on the 49ers in a game that was completely dominated by San Francisco. Final score, 35-7. to Doesn't even really do it justice. Uh, I'll lead us off here in terms of the takeaways with Brock Purdy. I uh, got a chance to go back and watch the tape this morning on him and, and a couple things that stood out. Number one, it wasn't a clean start for him. Um, it wasn't like he just got off to a, a big-time start, which a lot of times for a young quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback, a seventh-round quarterback, you see them get flustered. That was the most impressive thing to me. He did not get flustered at all. Uh, he was able to go through progressions. He's, he's really comfortable with the curl-flat combination or just getting somebody out to the perimeter and being able to just deliver strikes on curl routes. Thought the pockets were pretty clean. Um, you saw his ability to throw on the move, which was impressive. I still don't think he has a big-time arm. I don't think the traits are like these elite traits, but he's operating very efficiently. He fits this offense, and he's been productive. So, you know, you kind of go, we'll get into some of these other quarterbacks that had big days. He's not in that group in terms of just the pure talent, but I've been impressed, you know, Buck, with with his, uh, you know, his lack of experience to jump out there on that field and look poised and comfortable and it doesn't look too big for him. It's been impressive by Brock Purdy. Yeah, give Brock Purdy a lot of credit, but give Kyle Shanahan credit. I think we've talked about this on the podcast numerous times. I always believe that uh, Kyle Shanahan basically used the quarterback like a joystick to play out his video game dreams. He just needs someone who can just execute it as it's listed. And when you stay on the script, they win a lot of games and the offense rolls efficiently. And part of the reason the offense can roll efficiently like that is because they have so many talented playmakers on the perimeter and in the backfield to make the job easy for the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey is obviously a big weapon for the 49ers. And what we saw against the Buccaneers, they unleashed him a little bit. He had 100 yards on the ground, did a really good job of making things happen. And because they're able to run the football and run the football, and will had 200-plus rushing yards, they're able to control the game. And so Brock Purdy doesn't have to be an all-star. He just has to be a very effective manager. If the 49ers continue to play like this, where they're able to run the football and rely on their defense to set them up for opportunities, uh, their team to be feared because this is a team effort, not a quarterback-driven unit. Makes them very, very dangerous when we think about the NFC. Yeah, look, and I think I, you know, we talked about this when he came in last week when Purdy did uh, in relief of Jimmy Garoppolo, made some big time throws in that game under pressure. I think he recognizes stuff pretty well and knows where he wants to go with the football. That throw to Christian McCaffrey with Vita Vea bearing down on him in the interior uh, and going for a touchdown. I mean, like that's that's winning football right there. And, uh, and so that's that's exactly what the 49ers are doing. And it's the exact opposite of what the Tampa Bay Bucks have been doing all season long. And I think all of us, based on what we've seen the last two years with Tom Brady back there in Tampa, we, you know, and then going back to that win streak that they went on that first year and, you know, it kind of propelled them into the playoffs and obviously through to the Super Bowl. And we've always just been waiting like, all right, when's that light bulb go off for this year's Bucks team? Like, all right, is this it? Is it the comeback win over the Saints on Monday night? And we're just kind of waiting for that one thing to click to be like, all right, this is it. Now the Bucs are going on their run. Brady's going to be a beast in the postseason and the Bucs are going to get back and be a contender again. And I think we just got to come to the realization that this year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers team just isn't good enough at this point. And based on all that we have seen thus far, 
they don't protect well enough. Brady's pressured, you know, one in every three dropbacks against the, the San Francisco 49ers here. And obviously the Niners are one of the best teams getting after the quarterback in football. They don't have the threat of a run game or play action for that matter. They do it with less frequency than any other team in football right now. And yes, they have been banged up in a big way. And if you think that losing every one of their starting interior players from last year and from the Super Bowl run didn't make a difference, you're wrong. Like those three guys were big pieces of that success. Having Tristan Wirfs in and out of the lineup and out for the last couple of weeks has been a problem at right tackle. And, and so things just aren't clicking. And so w- when things aren't working like that on offense for Tampa, they have to be dominant on defense and they weren't against the 49ers. And when they're not, they're just not a good football team. Now, can they win the division? Yeah, they can still win the NFC South, but this does not feel like a team that is going to be hanging around in the tournament. Although stranger things have happened, but at this point, it does not feel like a team that's going to hang on and, and get out there and make some noise in January. Yeah, I'm going to retrieve one of my previous takes from earlier in the season where I said, look, if this team gets into the postseason, it's still Tom Brady, and that's going to be a difficult yeah. no, They They're not good, okay? So even if they do no. get into the postseason, nobody's going to be alarmed or nervous about having to go play that group. So uh, again, just too many injuries. Let's, let's switch it over here to a NFC East matchup. Really kind of a contender-pretender type matchup, I think, the way it shook out here. The Philadelphia Eagles yeah. just absolutely maul and hammer the New York Giants. And, and Buck, this is this is a, a situation where the records, you know, the record for the Giants, it looks good on paper. But when you stack them up against the elite team in the NFC right now inside their division, this is not close at, at present time. No, it's not close. And a, a lot of us might have been fooled by the, the shiny record because they ran out to a very impressive start because we had low expectations for the Giants. But what they did is they adhered to Brian Dayball talking about don't beat ourselves. So it was a team that wasn't turning the ball over. They didn't have many penalties. They weren't giving up big plays. And they were really solid in the kicking game. Well, what has happened now, they're playing other good teams who also excel in the DBO category. So now it's about the talent, and they simply do not have enough talent to be able to compete with those guys love Saquon Barkley I like the progress that Daniel Jones has made but there's no one on the perimeter that scares you and when you don't have enough blue chippers in these matchups when you're playing against teams elite teams that have a number of blue chippers you see the talent disparity leads to significant margins on the scoreboard and what we saw this week Philadelphia was too much for the Giants nice run but just not good enough to compete in the NFC against the top teams and with Philadelphia, we've talked so much about the depth along the offensive line, the defensive line. We've talked about Jalen Hurts, you know, being an MVP candidate, maybe the front runner uh, with the way he's been playing. Yeah. To me, I think one of the unsung heroes on this group, after the signing of A.J. Brown, we kind of forgot about Devontae Smith. Uh, you watch this game, he's in the slot. He's just a nice little security blanket for Jalen Hurts. You can hit him on shallow crossers, timing out routes. You saw him catch a vertical down, down the field, get in the end zone. He's just he's easy completions that he provides for his quarterback and is a beautiful compliment. I know they joke around with the skinny back Batman and the, the swole Batman uh, conversation there with these <laughs> wideouts. But Devontae Smith, to me, deserves a little more credit, Rhett. I, I think he's a he's a key part for them. And I think one of those deals when you get in the playoffs and we talk about making a team left-handed and they're going to focus so much attention on A.J. Brown, I think Devontae Smith, if this team goes on to win a championship or get to a Super Bowl, I could see him having some monster games in the postseason. I agree with you 100%, and that's why I believe the Eagles are the most well-rounded offense in football, and that's no hot take. I mean, that's just that's just the proof that they've put out there on the tape uh, each and every week um, in, in every one of their games. And so the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, playing better than everybody in football right now. I don't, I don't think there's an argument. He can run at will and then drop it in a bucket when he needs to, to either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith or Quez Watkins. And then 
they have those explosive type receivers, right? Plural, right? As DJ just pointed out with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, who both, um, you know, can beat you, you know, like you said, on a crossing route, take five yards and turn it into 50 or just go straight down and run past you and out physical you on a contested catch like AJ Brown can do. But now the run game really feels like it's starting to take shape. I think Jalen Hurts has always kind of provided that piece and they've kind of, you know, they have some other guys that they can rotate through. It's not just a one man show, except that Miles Sanders I feel like is really kind of finding his rhythm right now in this last like three, four game stretch. He's now over 140 rushing yards in two of their last three games. And he does not have a ton of wear on his tire tread this season. Um, So I I, I think, you know, when you have a a guy that's capable of being a dominant back like Miles Sanders, it just adds another piece. Like there's no clear path to victory for defending the Eagles. Like there's no clear path to success. If you're a defensive coordinator, like you talked about trying to make a team left-handed. Like I, I don't know, like they are ambidextrous, right? The Eagles can come at you so many different ways, both on the ground and through the air. Like, what are you really trying to take away here? And then you throw in elite coaching, like not just on the offensive side of the ball, but on the defensive side of the ball too. I mean, this team is set up for some serious success. I have no doubt. Um, This is a team there. Uh, with the Eagles, you think about Miles Sanders, his success. How about having to account for the quarterback in the run game? You think that doesn't help? That's him, what I mean. Uh, it, get yeah. better opportunities to be able to run the football. It's it's uh, it's a huge help. Uh, let's uh, let's let's move on to the third game here. Jets Bills, a huge game there in the AFC East. It's a game the uh, Jets are able to win the first matchup. They go to Buffalo, take on the Bills. A physical game. Both defenses played great. Rhett, uh, your takeaway from this one? Good teams find ways to win. I mean, how many times have we said that And the bills are a good team and they were not at their best. Josh Allen was not at their best, by the way, hold on to that phrase. Good teams find ways to win because we're going to see the opposite side of that phrasing here in just a little bit. Um, But they find ways to make plays. Josh Allen was not at his best in this game and far from it. In fact, he missed a wide open Stefan Diggs who got open uh, like almost immediately from the slot on the first possession. might have been like a 70 yard touchdown. He missed it well off. Diggs was like, whoa, what was that? What happened there? Was he under pressure? No, he just missed it. Um, But he did. Josh Allen, that is, make some huge plays on the ground to keep drives going, made enough plays in the air. I think about that first drive of the second half, four first downs on a six-play, 55-yard touchdown drive, which was essentially the difference in the game. So then, you know, when your offense is struggling a little bit, your defense steps up to the plate like Buffalo's defense did here. Um, and DJ, I know you're going to talk a bit about Gregory Rousseau, who I thought was fantastic in this game. A couple of sacks. Uh, go back a couple of years in the draft. AJ Epinesa seems to be coming into his own as well. And so when you lose a guy like Von Miller and you're a team like Buffalo and you have like homegrown guys that you've been developing and, and trying to progress and get better and a guy like Epinesa that can step up and step into the spotlight in the way that he did sack, force fumble uh, in this game, constant harassment in the backfield. That's what good football teams do. Um, So offense struggling, defense steps up. You lose a guy, a depth piece steps up and has a bigger game. And that's the Buffalo Bills. Well, I'm I'm beginning to question statistics because I went and watched this game and I watched uh, Rousseau, who had two sacks. So I look at the box scores a lot of times in these games. I didn't get a chance to see him live. And I let the box score tell me what I need to watch and what I need to study. And Rousseau had one nice rush here. You see an up and under for a sack. Um, which was outstanding. The other one you, you'll see was kind of an effort sack. It kind of came to him late, and he was able to get Mike White on the ground. 
But when I watched it, and I'm watching this entire defense, I'm watching Ed Oliver just wreak havoc inside and really kind of having that assist on sacks where he forces that initial pressure, which leads to the sack by one of his teammates. And then I look at the box score, and I, it, maybe it said he had one pressure or zero pressures. I don't, I don't know how we're tabulating these because when I watch the tape, <laughs> he's a wrecking ball inside. He's making things happen. He's winning right off the snap. So, again, I think it's a good – it's a good reminder as we start getting into the, the scouting season, Buck, as we start looking at college players, that you can go off the stat sheet, uh, but at the end of the day, you still got to trust your eyes. Watch who's making a difference, who's disruptive, who's changing the game. I thought Ed Oliver was that guy in this one. Yeah, their front line really got after it. And, you know, you talk about the energy that the Buffalo Bills play with. They will test the courage and toughness of the quarterback. And Mike White was tested by the New York Jets. But what I'll say about Mike White I believe that he displayed the kind of resilience and grit that will bowl well for this Jets team going down the stretch. Knocked out of the game twice, came back both times, and finished the game with his team. Part of the reason why Mike White is the quarterback is because of the intangible qualities that he brings to the table. They were looking for that when they removed Zach Wilson from the starting lineup. And so what I see is a guy that gets after it. I see teammates that love him as evidenced by them wearing the Mike White t-shirts throughout the week. This guy's going to be okay for the Jets, and because of that, I give the Jets a chance to make some hay if they get into the postseason. Yeah, no, they've got to find a way to get in there, man. It is not an easy schedule, though, when you look down the stretch. Maybe it looked a little easier earlier in the year. Now, all of a sudden, the Detroit Lions, that doesn't look like such an easy game anymore, uh, the way their Lions are playing. So we'll see if the Jets can bounce back and, uh, and find a way to win a ball game. Uh, Saturday football returns to the NFL on December 17th. And NFL Network is your home for an exclusive triple header. The Colts take on the Vikings at 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by Ravens-Browns. That's at 4 p.m. Then a huge divisional showdown in primetime as the Dolphins battle the Bills at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Saturday showdown triple header. All day Saturday, December 17th, only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to hit on the games that Bucky and I were at in person. Some interesting takeaways right after this. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. 
See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime games on your phone or tablet, 45-minute game replays with NFL Plus Premium, and more. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com and sign up now. All right, let's get to the games that the Bucky and I were at uh, yesterday and two good football games with some interesting storylines to take away from it. We can start first with the Sunday nighter at SoFi Stadium. The Miami Dolphins came in. Everybody picked them uh, to defeat a Chargers team that was missing key pieces. Derwin James did not play in this game. Bryce Callahan, the starting nickel, did not play in this game. Joey Bosa is still out. Trey Pipkins, the right tackle, did not play. You know, one thing they did get back, though, for the Chargers, and I thought it was huge, and you could see the difference, was Mike Williams. Uh, having Mike Williams as a target for Justin Herbert, it just opens everything up. They were able to get chunk plays down the field, something they have not had in his absence. It opens things up for Keenan Allen, where he can work underneath an intermediate, where he's so good and so talented. And I think just simply the fact of Justin Knowing where guys are going to be, allowing him to throw the ball with anticipation and confidence that he's got players that can go make plays. You know, I, I thought it was an outstanding game from Mike. Six targets, six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. You know, Rhett, I, I think a lot of people that have been banging on Herbert and have had issues with Herbert and is he regressing and all those questions. How about we let him let's let him get some of his guys out there? Let's get Corey Lindsley back, which they did in this ball game, get Mike Williams back, and lo and behold. Having good players around you helps. It really does help a quarterback. 
well, the quarterback on the other side uh, of the field in this matchup certainly knows what having good players can do for your game. But uh, just to kind of double down on what you were saying with Mike Williams, don't you feel like he adds like a certain air of confidence to what Justin Herbert does, to his ability to want to push the ball down the field, to throw it into tight windows and then to make those plays? Because you said Mike is as good as anybody in football, if not better um, at all of those types of throws. And look, I think we are forever going to be linking Justin Herbert into a Tunga Vailoa. They were drafted back to back, you know, back uh, just a couple of years ago. And um, they, they are always going to be linked. Dolphins chose Tua. Uh, Chargers came back and got Justin Herbert. But I, I think that's kind of where the comparison stops. Uh, and that's at the fact that they were drafted so close to one another. Because as DJ, you have seen and you saw firsthand, they're just two different guys. Like, the arm talent is just simply not the same. Like, I don't know how you could watch this game and try to make those types of comparisons. Now, that does that mean that the Dolphins can't be successful with Tua? No, we've seen that. They can. They just have to do it a different way because Herbert just brings more to the table from a pure passer standpoint. It's that simple, Bucky. It is that simple. And, you know, this was really billed as the battle of the quarterbacks. Those guys go second and third in terms of the quarterbacks taken in that draft class. And so everyone wanted to see how they stacked up when they're on the field together. And I'll be honest, Tua Tagovailoa came up short, not just in height, but in terms of the way that he played. He struggled against a Chargers defense that was shorthanded. And one of the things that I give Brandon Staley credit they jammed the middle of the field against Tua Tagovailoa. When you think about all the plays that Tua has made this year, everything really operates inside the numbers, but primarily inside the hashes. Well, when you take that away, force him to push it to the outside part of the field, he's not as good. And also, when you force Tua to play, well, I would say, out of rhythm, where he's not able to catch, rock, and throw, it is a different quarterback. And so when we talk about Justin Herbert being the prototype, because he is the new prototype, supersized playmaker with the arm talent, athleticism to do things inside and outside the pocket, Tua Tagovailoa is not that. Still doesn't mean he can't be a a top five or a top 10 quarterback based on what he has around him, but he plays the game differently. He's a pass first point guard. He's not a scorer who can go get a bucket. He needs everybody else around him to help him get this team playing at their best level. And there's a little bit of a blueprint that's starting to get out there, not just on Tua, but on this offense, which is get hands on these wide receivers. This is a rhythm timing quarterback. And when you can reroute guys and disrupt the timing, he's not the same guy. Linebackers getting depth. We saw that with the 49ers last week. You saw it in this game. Kenneth Murray had a dropped interception. Drew Tranquil was getting underneath routes. That second level of the defense getting depth for all those crossers. And like you said, Buck, they just they wiped out the middle of the field. There was nothing there. Um, you know, the big home run ball, Mike Davis falls down and Tyreek Hill gets the, the long touchdown. Outside of that, in a fluky fumble, they, their offense did nothing, absolutely nothing in this game. And now they have to go on the road and play Buffalo uh, in cold weather against a really good defense. So they could be staring at the third straight loss there uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, all right, Buck, a team that you get a chance to see each and every week. Man, I don't know how anybody that anybody that wants to uh, get action, so to speak, on the Jacksonville Jaguars one way or the other, God bless you. Those are some brave souls because – you never know what you're going to see with this group. But I know one thing. The quarterback of your Jacksonville Jaguars, wow, that was a, a big-time show. 
Oh, he's the real deal. And he's the real deal. He's shown it in flashes throughout the season. But of late, we're beginning to see Trevor Lawrence really grow into being a franchise quarterback and being someone that you can envision being a top five quarterback because he has all the tools and the traits that you want uh, a franchise quarterback to exhibit. Dude is big. He's athletic. He has big time arm talent. And you talk about being able to finesse throws, throw them over and under and around defenders. He can do that. And in this game, when they needed him, because Derrick Henry was having his way. They got a big turnover, kind of turned it around. And then Trevor Lawrence got going. It is the marriage between a generational talent at quarterback and a quarterback whisperer who is beginning to help the Jaguars get back on track. This quarterback is outstanding. He's as good as advertised. We're now beginning to see why so many scouts were really excited about what he could be at this level. You look at their last few games here. Kansas City, they lose 27-17. to Come back and they beat Baltimore 28-27. Get hammered by Detroit 40 to 14, come back and blow out the Titans on the road. Like it is, it is a little bit of a rocky ride, but you saw the numbers up there with Trevor over the last five games. He's been steady, he's been consistent, he's playing great football. Um, just getting the rest of that team to kind of follow suit. But man, Buck, I watched this game. He's under center, he's he's climbing the pocket, his pocket feel and awareness, awareness has gone to another level. He's throwing, you talk about throwing with confidence. You kind of watch that right after I'd watched the Charger game. You see some of those pinhole shots from Justin Herbert. Trevor's making similar throws with, with similar confidence. And, and, you know, to me, I think you hit on it with just like kind of that, that swag, that swagger that he's starting to possess. And now you're starting to see that come out a little bit. He is going to be a truck. We talk trucks and trailers on this show all the time. There's the trucks that can pull the team. There's the trailers that are dependent on their surroundings. This is a truck, and you're starting to see it over the last handful of games. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'll just go to the other side of things here with the Tennessee Titans. I think there was, in addition to Trevor Lawrence playing really well, by the way, not at 100% either, um, you know, not practicing uh, a ton with that foot injury that he's dealing with. But I think the other clear piece to why the Jaguars win this game is the turnover uh, battle where the Titans had four turnovers, three of them in the first half. So the first one, a really nice work by Trayvon Walker, strip sack of Ryan Tannehill. The second looked to be like a miscommunication, misfire between uh, Ryan Tannehill and Nick Westbrook. And then the the third, man, the third turnover, the Titans were up 14-13, two-minute warning. They're in Jaguars territory looking to add to their lead before the end of the half. And, and it was it was a physical turnover. It was a spiritual reckoning, it felt like, with Shaquille Quarterman, who absolutely brought the thunder on Derrick Henry as he was kind of off balance and twisting out of bounds, but forces a fumble. Jaguars recover, and so with under two minutes, they then march all the way down the field, score a touchdown, which kicks off a three-touchdown in three-possession streak there for the Jags offense, starting with the third or going into the third quarter where they scored uh, touchdowns on both of their first two possessions there. And so it was like, man, somebody needed to get a hit on Derrick Henry. And it like it triggered this belief from the Jaguars. It triggered uh, a better execution of what they were doing. Um, And then on defense, like after that turnover, Derrick Henry had five more touches. He went for 20 scrimmage yards after that fumble. He actually got credited with another fumble, which was kind of, I don't know if it was totally on him. It was a direct snap sort of situation um, that just was botched from the get-go. And it was like, man, the Titans fell off a cliff after that huge hit from Shaquille Quarterman. Bucky, which as I understand, because I am a um, a dedicated listener to your pregame show uh, over there on Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> Radio, you were calling for somebody 
to bring the heat on Derrick Henry, and I guess Shaquille Quarterman was also listening. Yeah, look, somebody had to boobop him. Somebody had to hit him. The only way you can <laughs> slow down a train, you got to hit it squarely. And finally, someone hit him. He separated him from the ball, and that changed the, the momentum of the game. But, DJ, you alluded to something that I've talked about. Um, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, the comparisons. I've long linked Trevor Lawrence to, like, Justin Herbert, because when you look at their size, you look at their talent, there's some similarities there. Not saying that Trevor Lawrence can get to that level, but man, if you squint, they look very similar. And so I think there are a lot of people that are really excited about Trevor Lawrence's progress. And if he can turn out to be what Justin Herbert has shown to be early in his career, I think the Jacksonville fan base will be very, very excited for a long time. Yeah, one one fan base that doesn't like hearing that is the Tennessee Titans. You look at their last two games, Jalen Hurts throws for 380. You come back in this game, Trevor Lawrence throws for 368. The Tennessee Titans now go on the road to take on Justin Herbert and now a Chargers offense getting all their pieces back. <laughs> this might be a game where Herbert throws for 500 and Derrick Henry rushes for 250 against the Chargers run defense. So it is truly, it is strength against weakness for both teams in that one. Both teams 7-6 and six and a gotta-have-it week. Um, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, next week to take a look at. All right, we're going to be right back. We're going to come back and take a look at AFC North rivals, the Bengals and the Browns, and a game that came down to the wire in the state of Texas. One of the more shocking games of the weekend. We'll get to those right after this. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Browns, Bengals, the Bengals win this one 23 to 10. This is a Browns team that's given the Bengals fits over the last few years, Buck, but a, a dominant performance here by Cincinnati. Yeah, really impressive performance by the Cincinnati Bengals. They've done a really good job of finding a way to kind of get themselves into a position where they may be able to make a run at the top seed. But let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. What I worried about the Cleveland Browns this year when Deshaun Watson uh, was reinstated from his suspension they were going to spend their time trying to validate the decision to go and get the franchise quarterback. And what has happened is I believe it's bled into Kevin Stefanski's play calling a little bit. Deshaun Watson's going to be a little rusty. He, look, he was away from the game for 700 days. You don't miss two seasons and come back to play at a top five level. And you're seeing that, missing some throws, taking sacks, not necessarily being in rhythm. And so what I want the Browns to do is to continue to play like you were playing when you had Jacoby Brissett. Lean on the running game. Let the running game carry Deshaun Watson. And then Deshaun Watson will eventually find his rhythm. You still have a handful of games to see what works well for him. Because I think, really, people will make the decision on whether the trade was good or bad in 2023. Spend this year trying to figure out how to play with him. But don't put so much on him where you're trying to make him carry the squad. He's not ready yet. He hasn't played enough games in the last two years to be ready to handle that responsibility. And Bucky, I agree with you, but I almost think it's bigger than that because we've had the same type of gripes with the way that the Browns approach their offensive attack for a lot of this season. And I want to go back to the very first possession in this game. The Browns go on an eight play drive. They're down into Cincinnati territory. They're knocking on the door of the red zone here. They have a scoring opportunity. It's fourth and one. They take Deshaun Watson out of the game put Jacoby Brissett in and then have Jacoby on like a barely a play action, throw a deep shot to Donovan Peoples Jones. That is nowhere near getting completed. And I I think maybe that this is maybe that this is our fault a little bit because, you know, we put uh, those play callers and those offensive schemers, guys like Andy Reid and Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, we put them up on a pedestal and we give them all the flowers for the eye candy and the creativity that they have both in the run and the pass game and, um, you know, throw Mike McDaniel in there too. Like we, we do that and that's fine. But sometimes you just need to line up and say that, you know what, we're going to get a, a dang yard with one of the most physical offensive lines in football and one of the best backs in football. 
and hand the dang thing to Nick Chubb and let's go play. And, and you know what? If we don't get it, let's line up and kick a field goal and get some points on the opening possession of the game. They did neither, neither, none of that. And so, and then you're like on that first one, you're like, all right. And then, you know, they go back, uh, back-to-back punts on their next couple of possessions, a couple more, uh, you have a bad turnover from Deshaun Watson at the end, a couple more turnover on downs towards the end. Like it just, nothing felt right. And it wasn't like, and then you go back to the total numbers for Nick Chubb who carried the ball, I think 13 times. And like, it, it wasn't like th- the Bengals were loading the box and like, all right, you know what? You're not going to be able to run it with Nick Chubb. 10 of those 13 runs, he had light boxes and they weren't converting. They weren't executing when they did hand it to him. And then I just don't think that they were committed enough to it. And we've said that far too many times this season with the Browns. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's uh, it's going to be about next season for the Cleveland Browns, everything they do from here on forward, just trying to build some momentum as they go into next year. But it's right now uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. And Bucky and I always talk about uh, building your team up the middle. Talked about the great Ravens teams I was around. He's talked about the great teams he's been around, the Super Bowl teams, how good they were up the middle. Um, and I look at DJ Reader in this game, five tackles. He's outstanding at the point of attack. You can play with light boxes because he's such a dominant run defender. Jesse Bates, the free safety, has an interception. But in the middle of those two guys, Logan Wilson, 17 tackles in this ball game. He's really somebody we've talked about a lot. He's one of our favorites because of the instincts that he has. The size, the length, the speed, the range, all that stuff's great. But you cannot be a stud leader of your defense in the middle unless you possess outstanding instincts, and that is who he is. So you look at this team, again, you look in the backfield, at the quarterback position, the running back position, defensive tackle, middle linebacker, safety. This is one of the better teams in the entire league up the middle, and that's starting to show itself here as we get into the important part of the season. So big game there, big win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe the the weirdest game of the day, one of those ones where you're kind of watching the scores and you're doing a double take. Like the Houston Texans really beating the Dallas Cowboys right now. Uh, It didn't end up finishing the way the Texans wanted, but uh, one of the more bizarre games, I would say, of the day. Look, I think you got to tip your hat to the Texans who did not back down in any way, shape, or form against the the Dallas Cowboys who were looking for their 10th win in this game. And the Texans come in with 10 losses already to their credit. It was an obvious mismatch on paper, certainly, but the Texans didn't play that way. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. I know, Bucky, you're going to talk a bit about the multiple quarterbacks that they ended up playing in this game with Mills and Driscoll alternating in and out. But this, to me, comes down to the inverse of what we talked about with the Bills. Bills were a good football team. They found a way to win against the New York Jets. The Texans right now have shown us that they're not a good football team and they have found another way to lose. And so up 23 to 20 in the final moments of the football game, Dak Prescott gets picked off. And that's great, right? You pick them off. You're in great feet. You have great field position inside the 10 yard line. Chris Moore gets you all the way down to the one yard line. And at that point, I was on game day live with Pioli and I was like, you know what? He almost got in, but it's kind of good he didn't. They can waste more time because surely they're going to be able to punch it in from the one-yard line. Well, no, very next play, Rex Burkhead loses two yards. Then they get a, an, they have to call a timeout to figure out what they want to do. They decide to go for it on fourth down, right? And I get that. That's fine. You want to go for it on fourth down. You want to put the game out of rich, reach, not give Dak Prescott an opportunity. But then you have Jeff Driscoll, who obviously hadn't been getting a ton of reps, he, he and Rex Burkhead go opposite directions on the fourth down run. Looks like a completely broken play. And they give the ball back to the Cowboys, and they have plenty of time to work their way all the way down the field and score a touchdown to go win the game. 
And then, by the way, just for kicks at the end, there is some time left on the clock for Davis Mills to kind of pull some sort of miracle. And they get down close to midfield, even beyond midfield. And Laramie Tunsil has two straight false starts. Like, <laughs> bad teams find ways to lose. And that's kind of where the Texans are right now. I think that there is a lot of things to be excited about if you're a Texans fan for the future with some players that they are building there. But right now, they just got to find a way to put it together. Yeah, they do have to find a way to put it together. And there are some exciting players that are beginning to emerge. It's funny, uh, Amari Rogers goes to te- the Houston Texans and finds a way to get on the field and make some plays. You talked about Chris Moore going over 100 yards. The thing that I'm yeah. still scratching my head, this quarterback platoon system that they're doing. And I was, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I think Lovey Smith might have got excited, called Dusty Baker, was like, hey, how the guy, how you guys doing it over with the Houston Astros? <laughs> a little analytical thing where you put people in and out the lineup and maybe that works for you. So, you know what? I'm going to try that here this week and I'm going to go back and forth with Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll and I'm going to throw a couple different pitches at the Dallas Cowboys. And it kind of worked because you just don't see this stuff happen in the National Football League. You don't see two quarterbacks shuttling in and out the lineup and alternating plays and doing this this kind of stuff. I, I just can't imagine what it is like for Pep Hamilton to have two different call sheets, one for Driscoll, one for Davis Mills, one that's kind of wildcatty that has some speed option stuff in it, one that's more traditional and like. And what is it like for the offensive lineman to play calls? It's just a lot of things that you're trying to manage. And I know you're at a level of desperation because you haven't won. But man, it just seems kind of weird to kind of do a two-quarterback system at the pro level. You just don't see it. Look, Buck, Rhett, everybody wants to be number one. And the Houston Texans are one, 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 and one. Uh, anyway, so yeah. that's, they've got that Quite going deal. for them. I don't know if I've ever seen that record before. Uh, Very odd. Um, Dak Prescott, he wasn't great for the majority of this game, but he was great when he needed to be. Uh, I got a chance to go back and study that last drive. 11 plays, 98 yards. Patience, taking what's there, thinking first downs, taking check downs before you think touchdowns. Did a nice job getting them right out from their own end zone here. You see that first play as a drive starter. Using his legs when necessary. Go get some free yards with your legs. It was just textbook. And then when you had to deliver a couple big shots, he hits a seven route, a corner route that's a dime, an absolute strike, and then a seam ball as they're getting towards the red zone and put him inside the 10. So two big-time throws. And then, look, use your best play call when you get down in close, and that was running the football to finish off that drive, one of the better drives of the season for any team when you had to have it. Look, no style points. Who cares? You're 10-3. and three. Uh, you're right where you want to be if you're the Dallas Cowboys. That was a big boy drive by Dak Prescott. Uh, all right, we've got another game we're going to hit. We're going to get to that in just a minute. The Vikings and the Lions, uh, a very interesting game with some fascinating takeaways. Uh, we'll come back and dig into that one right after this. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep obvious but with higher expenses on materials employees distribution and borrowing everything costs more so to reduce costs and headaches smart businesses are graduating to netsuite by oracle netsuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting financial management inventory hr into one platform with one source of truth with netsuite you reduce it costs because netsuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Saturday football returns to the NFL December 17th, and NFL Network is your home for an exclusive triple header. The Colts take on the Vikings at 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by Ravens-Brown. That's at 4 p.m. Then a huge divisional showdown in primetime as the Dolphins battle the Bills at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Saturday showdown triple header all day Saturday, December 17th, only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. All right, well, we just talked about the Lions and a big game coming up for them. Uh, this was a big game, a dominant game for them, uh, not only on the scoreboard, but when you watch the video of this one, just a butt-kicking here for the Lions and what they did to the Minnesota Vikings. Buck, I know there's a lot of different ways we can go. We can talk about the Vikings and whether or not they're for real or whether they're a fraud with all these close games. Well, I think the biggest takeaways might be on the Lions' side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And let's start with the quarterback, Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff might be more than a bridge quarterback for the Detroit Lions. They might have found a long-term solution at the position. And I know it's crazy to think about that, the way that uh, people talked about him when he was traded from the Rams and how he was viewed as a guy who couldn't really play, was propped up by the Rams' offense and Sean McVay's ingenuity. But let's be real with what he's done with the Detroit Lions, particularly of late. 
This team has won four out of the last five games. He has been on a hot streak. He has back-to-back 300-yard games. He's completed 10 touchdowns and one interception over the last six games. He's been fantastic. And so now I think they have a viable solution going forward. He's playing great football for them. They got to stay with him. Yeah, I, I look at the rookies for the Detroit Lions and the job they've done. Aiden Hutchinson's got seven sacks, leads all rookies. He's been outstanding. We've talked a little bit about Kirby Joseph, the safety, and the job that he's done. Guys, James Houston, I think you guys saw him in All-Star games. Uh, this dude yeah. is fun East to West. watch what he's doing on the other side. Uh, there you go. On the Coach other Brian. side of Aiden Hutchinson. And he's creating new, he's creating new pass rush moves. Yes, absolutely playing for, for Deion Sanders there at Jackson State. But, guys, this is like watching an and one mixtape. He's like the professor uh, when you watch him rush the, rush the passer. Everybody gets taught to rush the passer the same way. Talk about get off. Talk about covering ground. You know, dip, rip, talk about the bend, counter moves, inside spin. He's creating moves. Like, he's got, like, a hesitation move where he kind of levitates in the air, then gets back on the ground and finishes. He's got some funky typewriter move that he used in this game uh, that got a sack where he's literally just runs his feet in place and the offensive tackle kind of settles and then he gets around him. It's fantastic to watch. It's like nothing I've ever seen before what this guy's doing, but uh, indicative of this uh, larger Lions rookie class that's just making plays every week. Well, you know, here I was kind of getting up on my high horse, you know, as I was talking about the way the Browns are calling plays and the lack of commitment to Nick Chubb. And I was sitting here watching, you know, Kevin O'Connell and going forward on fourth down inside your own territory, giving it up on downs in your first possession and getting too cute at the end of the half, um, you know, towards the end of the half in the second quarter where you have Dalvin Cook inside the five yard line trying to run some sort of pop pass situation, gets the ball knocked out, fumble. You get no points out of an inside the five goal to go situation. But then I see the Lions and Penny Sewell icing the game, going in motion and catching a pass right out of the backfield. And then diving forward, staying inbounds, keeping the clock rolling for a first down. And I'm like, well, what are we doing here? You can't have it both ways, right? And and so when the creativity works, gosh darn it, we love it. Uh, And when it doesn't, you know what? It stinks. So I I don't know where to go with this thing anymore. No. uh, I am, however, guys. The Lions. I am, however, I'm waiting for the Penne Sewell, like the body-turning catch silhouette to end up on a T-shirt. Like, how quickly can we get that thing going, right? Because sign me up for one of those bad boys. No, it, it's uh, that's going to happen. That's an easy moneymaker out there. Somebody's taking that <laughs> idea and running with it. I can promise you that. that that's going to take place. <laughs> um, but Lions are fun, man. Uh, it's a good way for us to end the show yeah. because we always have fun on here on Mondays talking football. And I think the Lions are one of the most fun watches. They've got young, exciting players. Bucky, you hit on it. Jared Goff is playing really, really well. Some of the best football of his career. And Dan Campbell, all that energy. I mean, he's literally, he might just explode if they make it to the postseason. Like, I, I think, like, just his, like the muscles just, like, just just rip the shirt, the whole deal. Just, just, he would go nuts. And I'm here for all of it. Uh, still alive. Who would have thought that before the season started? What a turnaround there for the Detroit Lions. All right, this has been a fun one, guys. Thanks for the hang. Uh, Appreciate you guys watching. Uh, We've got plenty more Move the Sticks content on the way, though. Just a reminder, you can find all of it, NFL's YouTube channel, NFL.com, and the NFL app for all your Move the Sticks needs. We appreciate you, and thank you for listening to Move the Sticks.
Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 